This is Mike Madrid. And this is Gregory Rodriguez. We're your hosts for Americanata, where we'll be exploring the intersection of race, class, culture, and politics during a time of extraordinary change. We'll be thinking out loud and processing what's on our minds as we go, unfiltered. And we're looking forward to you joining us for this discussion as we explore how we got to this tumultuous moment in the United States. Uh, welcome back, listeners. So, Gregory, we haven't left, although this is going to be a little bit of a break for those listening in and tuning in. We've decided to continue this conversation because I think we're just getting to some other media good parts. Because I want to know about Sister Mary Anthony. But you go want to talk a little bit more about Sister Mary Anthony, right? So let's, let me let me give a little bit of setup for those that are not listening. And if you have not listened to the previous episode, I would strongly uh, urge you to do that again as a setup to where we're heading here. But if you're not, if you want to, you know, take the Cliff Notes version, that's fine too. Basically, what we were talking about was the difference and distinction between American religion, religio religiosity, and American spirituality. Talking about the spiritual uh, need uh, that human beings have as a component of culture and how that anchors us uh, in society and how it gives us a sense of meaning. Uh, we also talked about the meaning, uh, that need for meaning, um, being a part and parcel of, of the exploration of the United States as, as, as it relates to what Gregory defined as aggressive opportunism. Yeah. And that segued into a discussion on uh, both of our distinct Catholicism, starting with, with mine. I was, I was born Catholic. I was raised Catholic, went to CCD. Um, we were, were talking about uh, Sister Mary Anthony, a young, uh, I was very young. I was, you know, in my, uh, between eight and 15, I think Sister Mary Anthony was my CCD teacher. Wow. Yeah. And she was, she was a, a, Sister Mary Anthony was probably in her late 70s. Um, and so she, she said something that was very profound that I recounted, which was, she said, you can't be fully American or fully Catholic. You have to choose one or the other. If you're going to live a, a life of integrity, essentially, mm -hmm. you can, you can be one or the other, but you can't, you cannot be both They're diametrically opposed philosophies. Amazing. And that is something that has stuck with me as I've, frankly, as I've wrestled with both of those. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we're going to use that as a segue to kind of continue the conversation about religion, spirituality, and culture. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I did want our listeners to have that that wind up and that lens that we're we're looking at this as me, which is you know a Catholic from the cradle. I've struggled with it mightily over the years, which I think makes me a better Catholic, frankly. Hmm. Um, but you know, Gregory, you came to Catholicism later in life. You were not raised I, with the religious tradition. I was not raised. My 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 uh, my parents were were very bright. Uh, Mexican-American, upwardly mobile, my mother from the border region and my father from South LA. And they met at UCLA in the late 50s. And they met at a time, you know, this is the era where William F. Buckley wrote God and Man at Yale, right? So the mm -hmm. upwardly mobile ethnic Americans, maybe there were 10 Mexican-Americans on the UCLA campus at the time. I'm just guessing. Maybe that's excessive. And part of, the, part, 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 of the, part of the game at that point was you, you sort of lose your ethnicity and, and, and religion is essential to that ethnicity. And there is an anti-religious and an, particularly anti-Catholic bias in the American Academy. Mm -hmm. And so I was raised by two uh, uh, educated Mexican-Americans in the suburb and we were not going to be raised Catholic. And so by the time I uh, went to college and, uh, and I took a philosophy course and read St. Augustine. And I went from Latin American studies to religious studies overnight. Huh. And I said, wow, what am I missing? 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, many Catholic people, friends I've had uh, that, that were raised Catholic said, you just romanticize it because you never had to deal with this priest or that, none of this. I didn't, I didn't. And to me, it was an intellectual and, and spiritual endeavor to read Augustine, uh, St. Bonaventura. The, the, uh, I read medieval saints. I read medieval history in, in, in college. I studied, but dude, dude, I took German and Latin undergrad. I took advanced Latin as an wow. undergrad in Berkeley. I was the only undergrad in advanced Latin because we were basically doing a chapter a day on a Friday. Uh, 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 and it was, it, it, it was just unbelievably intense. It was an eight unit language class because at, as a non, raised non-religiously, I don't think, I don't think you know this, uh, my goal in life was to become uh, uh, um, a theologian. So I was learning the language of theology as an undergrad. <laughs> it didn't I, happen. I knew none of this. Yeah, this is all new to me. Yeah, and, and, and I was in New York working in publishing with a, a fabled editor. Um, and I uh, applied to Harvard Divinity School and I was, I was accepted. And uh, so I, 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 I spent 50 or $75 to delay the acceptance because I came to LA to write a book on Latinos and, and behavior and culture uh, with a UCLA professor that we never wrote. So I, my, my, life, my life that I really, the, the life that the, the path not taken for me was a theologian. And so I became, which, which, which you can tell the way I look at culture, uh, the way I study it. Uh, and I became a Catholic in my late thirties formally uh, after just waiting for some sort of like a something inspiration, I talked to priests and nuns here and there, and they'd say, I, we'd pray for you. And, and they'd tell me because you're Mexican American, all the bells and whistles are there, buddy, you know, you can become anything you want. You know, you can become, you can, you can, you can adopt this religion or that, but the, 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 the bells and whistles and the, the sense of, uh, were already sort of ingrained in me. So yeah, I converted in my maybe 37. <laughs> I, I, I love, love, love that. I'm going to tell you why I love it even a little bit more. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I was considering, uh, don't laugh. I was considering adjourning the priesthood for a brief time when I was at Georgetown. Wow. Yeah. And the reason why was because, you know, as a young Mexican Catholic and under, you know, Sister Mary Anthony's tutelage with kind of the you know stale donut incentives to go learn how to be a Catholic, I, um, Catholicism was never, ever an intellectual exercise for me at all in the least bit. And I always struggled with that. I rejected so much of it because it was purely, you know, we were not Bible readers, Catholics, right? And, right. you know, when I would ask my father, who, who, who was actually quite a learned Catholic, or my mother, it was just like, we believe that because we believe it. Like, literally, that was the answer. And I was like, that's not going to fly with me. But when I got to Georgetown. You met the Jesuits. I met the Jesuits. <laughs> and man, that was like, that was like donuts on, you know, extra yeah. jelly filled cream donuts, man. Yeah. I was in heaven. Like, these yeah. were some smart dudes. Right. They were the smartest people I'd ever met. And they were Catholic theologians essentially but i love yeah. the idea that you you were at some point going to be a theologian and of course i was yeah. going to be more of a practitioner priest right right i mean i was of course of course of course right. that was the way it was going to be um because i did i did want to do you know parish work too i wanted to i wanted to be i want to get my hands dirty with work right i didn't want to just be studious and be an academic and, yeah. and research and write yeah. but i love that i fascinating that i never knew that that story about you and that you know you didn't know about that about me yeah yeah, and and and, it's, and so we come at it from, from completely different 
uh, ways, but but at the same, yet the, the, the you know the, the, again culture. There are the implicit understandings of the way things are that are that are ingrained to us uh, as Mexican Americans, right? Our understanding, uh, you, you know, the, the understandings of of touch or, or or sorrow, or there are things that we learn that are implicit in the way that our parents talked to us as children mm -hmm. or the way our grandmothers spoke to us, right? Mm -hmm. My grandmother would, my father's mother would bless me every time I left the house. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. You, the, the, so, but so being raised Mexican-American without religion was being, to me, being raised a, a jelly donut without the jelly. Uh, so huh. I, I felt- You're in search of jelly. <laughs> that, that you, I don't know how you figured it out, but that is the volume one of my autobiography. But the the so I found going to going to college, and then taking philosophy um, courses that I what I was missing was a framework with which to understand again the world. The, I, I I talk about it. I learned it because I felt it like. No one ever, I mean, I always lived in my wits. I still live in my wits. Like I was never given a rule book. I was never told that this is, and, and when someone tells me this is the way things are done, I'm like, yeah, for you. Like, I, I just don't, the, 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 I, I was never told rules about anything. And so I don't really, I'm, and, and, and I don't, I'm not interested in relig the religion of rules, by the way. I'm not even interested in the religion. I don't, I don't, I'm not in, in interested in, in religious ethics or morality. That's not my interest. My interest is what is, why are we here? What are the ways we can behave ritualistically or behaviorally that could get us to the place where we're supposed to be in life? Why are we on earth? And what are we supposed to do? And that's not about rules per se. No, yeah, it's. I, it's, yeah. And I love that. And again, in our discussions about our faith tradition, and again, I, 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 just, I, I can't tell you how valuable it's been to me to have come to this from different aspects of it, because it helps me see what I, you know, my birthright in terms of Catholicism as is in such a, in such a, a richer way. Yeah. Good. And you, we've talked about the need to kind of shed some of the rules in religion because Catholicism is so ritualistic. It's so structured. It's so hierarchical that you you can lose yourself in that. Some people want that. Some people might need that. They look for that as a way to guide them, especially in a time of, of exceptional disruption. Right? There's a lot large strain of that with evangelical Christianity or or you know extremism of of any of any religious order. That's not what's feeding the spiritual soul. And, but what can is if, you, if you're if you approaching ritual in the way that you said in the previous episode, as your Berkeley professor once articulated it in this example of Indian villages, of being transcendent and moving beyond the moment, yeah, not reciting the prayer to recite for the prayer's sake, but to move beyond it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the point. That's where you're trying to get at. And, and, and it, it, but, but even like, like you said, evangelicals have lots of rules, but the rules though, let's say the fact that, I live in the middle of Los Angeles, so I pass a lot of Central American evangelical churches on a Friday mm -hmm. night. Right. Those rules help them survive. They yeah. rain. Yeah. So rules can help you survive. But structure. Sort of structure, precisely. And then, yeah. but I think what you and I are, it sounds like what we're most drawn by is, is frameworks of understanding. 
Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and, and part of that is, is practicing that, right? You have to kind of unlearn some, I, I do. I, let me, let me speak for me because I, again, was born with this stuff and I was, I was walking with 50 kids, you know, after on Wednesday nights, Wednesday afternoons to CCD class after school is, is, is I have to unlearn some of the structure. I have to unlearn wow. some of the ritual in I, order to find that framework which sounds a little bit contradictory, but it's not at all. No, it makes perfect sense. I think if I was raised in it, I would have rejected it. And so many did. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah. somebody was a good friend of mine said the best way to make sure your kids are not Catholic is send them to Catholic school. Right. <laughs> right? It, right. It beats the Catholic right out of them. Right. Um, right. And again, I didn't go to Catholic school. My my kids did. I, I did not. But I, I get it. I can see exactly why that, that would happen. Right. Um, but 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 I, I do want to move this into a into 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 a personal space that that is I think really helpful because I guess we've been in a personal space <laughs> for the past few minutes. But look, we have talked so much about um, at, at a thirty thousand foot abstract level about cultural deficit and my favorite space. But go on. Yeah. No. My favorite I, altitude. Yeah. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you, we've talked about, and I want to share with our listeners about, about jointly doing, um, kind of taking a spiritual path, a spiritual journey um, together by um, walking the uh, Camino de Santiago in northern Spain later this year. That's right. And I'm really... I thought it was about wine, but you can do... It can't, I think you can do wine. both. Yeah. I mean, it's I, Europe, I, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if if not, let's just, let's let's... Let's push the frontier the way any good American would. <laughs> Let's push the envelope and make sure that we're bringing wine with us. We'll on build. The trip. We'll build walls. <laughs> we'll build malls on the way. Build strip malls along the way. Uh, um, yeah. So we, uh, God willing, as my grandmother would say, um, uh, we will be taking this walk. My wife uh, will be joining us, of course, and. Uh, because let's face it, she made the plans and we yeah. won't know where to go without her. <laughs> and um, in uh, September, we'll be more precise at some other point. But yeah, that is the plan right now is to walk. I forgot. It's like 150 miles in, I don't know, 13 days or something. So it's not exactly, it's not a walk in the park, but some of these, there's, some of these are 16 mile days. Yeah, and for those that aren't aware, the Camino Santiago is, is it's the way of St. James. Right. And what, and it, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you explain well, it. Well, my understanding is it's 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 it, you know historians don't believe Saint James ever got there, but it may it may have been a fabled or mythological on some. They may have, I don't know, but it's been uh, so Santiago Saint James, uh, so it's San Diego for that matter. Uh, so San, Santiago de Compostela on the in the in the northwestern corner of Spain, in the region of Galicia, um, has been a, a a site of uh, pilgrimage since the Middle Ages. And what strikes me is my wife grew up in the Palatinate in the Pfalz in Germany and by her house was the road to St. James right then. So the paths go from all over Europe. And if you've ever eaten the Coquille Saint-Jacques in Paris, the, the, the dish that, 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 is the, that, that, that is the shell of St. James Saint-Jacques and the Rue Saint-Jacques in Paris is the way to Santiago. So this all of Europe is mapped on some level toward this path to Santiago. And there are very many ways to get there. So we will be taking a two week because we, we have to pretend we have other responsibilities. Um, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I do worry that Mike's gonna walk way too fast and get, get to the end of a couple of hours ahead of me. 
each day. I don't but- think you need to worry about that too much. But <laughs> l- let me let me uh, just to kind of complete the 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 concept. The way of St. James and the path that Greg was talking about through Germany, through France, and ultimately ending the last stretch in Spain at the Atlantic Ocean is, is whether it's historically accurate or not, and again, that's part of what a faith journey is, is, is um, the path that the Apostle James took when the Apostles left after the crucifixion of Christ to spread the word. And he walked, of course, that's how you, you know, traveled back in the day, from the Holy Land, right, from the site of the crucifixion, to uh, spread the word west, as far west as he could, and there are demarcations throughout Western Europe of the path, or the way, or the Camino of St. James, the Camino de Santiago, the way of St. James. And so, as a spiritual practice, since medieval, since the medieval times, pilgrims have walked along this pathway, uh, at various lengths during various stretches as a spiritual practice, as a way to reconnect with um, and to become more transcendent, at least in their spiritual lives and, and you know, do for, for whatever personal reasons. And so Gregory and I have been talking about this a little bit as we've been kind of, you know, on our own uh, path and journey. Part of the American Auto has been about that, but we will do the last stretch that ends the last two weeks, the last 150 miles we will walk across uh, Northern Spain ending at uh, Santiago de Compostela, which is where the site of the cathedral commemorating St. James is at, um, right there on the <clears throat> foot of the Atlantic Ocean at the where where the world ended back in and the day. Beautifully put. And and we are doing it on in a holy year, which I, I guess it means the 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 uh, I don't know what it means today because I've forgotten. <laughs> that makes but you a good I, Catholic, I, right? I, I but that mean, there makes I, you a good I, Catholic. I do I do know that, that we will get some form of indulgence from the church to to forgiveness of our <laughs> sins, which we could both benefit from, I'm sure. Yeah. And and, and it's it's a holy year to do it, and it's it's particularly special. And and we don't know how many people will be out in the road, but we're we're ready to roll. And um, we will be recording on the way. I may be uh, just complaining about my broken toe, or my my failed knee, but we will be recording from the uh, the, the Camino de, uh, to Santiago. And that means I will probably be carrying all the electrical equipment we need to record <laughs> and post, which is fine. I'm glad but, that we've established that right here. But yeah, we'll be talking a little bit more about that. And again, I don't want anybody to be nervous about this taking a, a, a sharp, you know, spiritual or religious turn. We're obviously going for our own personal reasons. We felt compelled to share that with our audience because of a lot of the feedback we've gotten. We're excited about this journey coming up uh, in the September timeframe. We'll give you the exact dates later, but you will all be invited to be part of the daily journey as we do walk uh, the Camino. And I'm looking forward to um, to doing this and kind of being a big part of part of the year and part of this journey that we've been on, Gregory. On that note, buddy, I got to go out and do my daily walk. Let's go. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for visiting with Gregory Rodriguez and Mike Madrid on this episode of Americanata. If you've enjoyed the discussion, please help us out, share, review, and give us five stars. We'll talk to you next episode.